0: Bye-bye. Welcome to Leadership Reimagined. I'm Dr. Jane Lovis, your host. During each episode of Leadership Reimagined, we take a look at leadership from the vantage point of what it's going to take for leaders to lead their organizations forward into a new future. And in this episode, we're creating that new future. Today, I'd like to welcome Jason Bland. Jason is the founder of Signet Leadership, where he serves as a leadership coach and provides leadership training and development. Following years of hands on leadership experience as a military officer, HR professional, and operations and project management leader, Jason launched his own business because of his passion to see leaders develop and grow. His focus is on developing servant leadership and the principles of appreciative inquiry, which is all about the power of asking positive questions. And he's developing that with leaders in all industry. So Jason, welcome to Leadership Reimagine.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jane. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be with you.
0: Uh, this is exciting. I I love what what you're talking, you know, and that little bit of explanation about the appreciative inquiry process. As I was reading that, I was thinking, wow, think about what some of our organizations would would be like if they had leaders that came from that place.
1: Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, when I think about uh, appreciative inquiry, you know, it goes hand in hand with servant leadership. It's this idea of really caring about what people have to say. You know, and that's one of the most amazing things that I get to experience <laughs> as a coach is just giving people time and space to think, you know, express their thoughts, their opinions, their ideas, their plans, their goals, their wishes, their dreams. And that's so powerful. And they feel so uh, empowered because they get to share something from deep within. And so when leaders can do that within their own organizations, it's just, it's amazing. It really, it really does create that shift in the leadership environment. Um, You know, I was, I was doing some research and, and writing the other day. And, you know, it's this idea that leadership really needs to move from being transactional, where we just have checklists, you know, you come in do this, this, and this, and your, your team, your followers are going to be good. Well, to a certain aspect or a certain degree, that might that might be effective. But if you really wanna be a transformational, a true, truly effective leader, it needs to move from from being transactional to relational. It really has to be relational. You have to care about these people. You have to care about what they have to say, care about the inherent wisdom that's within them. Um, You know, this idea of appreciative inquiry is this idea of being inquisitive, you know, and that comes down to asking you know, asking mm-hmm. questions, uh, good questions, effective questions questions that are open-ended, um, you know, like we do when we coach people, uh, but then also taking the time to listen. A lot of times people ask a question and then they don't take the time to listen, <laughs> you know, and then there's no value there if you don't actually listen and hear what they have to say. Um, but when we ask good questions, when we take the time to listen, that gives us the opportunity as leaders to learn. And what better way to make truly effective decisions than to learn from the people who are the ones that are usually touching that product, touching that project, you know, who are are where the rubber meets the road and be able to gain that wisdom from them is just really, really empowering for a leader to be uh, that much more effective.
0: Oh, you have you have just said uh, so much in that in that. <laughs> There's just so much to unpack. First thing I'm I'm thinking about is leadership as the checklist, and you know if if you get everything done, you're a good leader. And really, that's one of the things where when we talk about managers and leaders, because you can have a good manager that can just that can make things happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's different from being a leader because a leader is really about then going into that. What what is leadership? And, you know, one of the first tenets of being a good coach is to listen more than you talk.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Leaders that listen more than they talk bring out everything from their employee. Then there is no There's much less need for those checklists.
1: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know, and and like you mentioned in my intro, um, I was in the military for 10 and a half years as an officer in the Air Force. And, you know, it's really where I I learned how to be an effective leader. And, you know, but I fell into that trap of, you know, reading a lot of these self-help books where it gave me that checklist. And as a military man, what do you want? (laughs) You want checklists, you know, to make sure that you're doing the good job and you're doing it right, doing it well. And so I kind of fell into that that uh, path of worrying about checklists. Um, and it's been over probably the past 10 years or so that it's it's really developed beyond just checklists to making sure that it's about the person, it's about the relationship more so than any one particular aspect on on whatever checklist you you happen to find and whatever leadership book you happen to find you know it's really about building that relationship do you really care about that person How, are you really connecting with that person on a a personal level uh you know it's really getting down to the heart of the matter you know no pun intended you know it's really getting to the heart of it and connecting with people as people not just a, a cog in the machine but as people you know nowadays people can work just about anywhere because of remote uh capabilities and so if you want your team to be effective, you want people to join you and work with you, they have to know that they're valued and they're a part of the team, that they're not just a dispensable piece of equipment. You know, they really have to be the number one value. And that and it's up to the leader to show them that.
0: That's so important. A definition of leadership that that is very important to me and that I lead with for my own definition of leadership is that leadership is the art of empowering a group of individuals to accomplish your vision. And that's really at a at a certain level servant leadership because it's not about you doing. It's not about you telling. It's not about you managing. It's about really enrolling them in your vision and empowering them.
1: Yeah, it, it has to be it has to be shared shared vision. They have to be a part of the process. You know, it's one thing to have a task and just launch into it, but if you have a team that you can rally around you and discuss it and get them to buy in, and get them involved in sharing ideas, sharing thoughts, so that it's not just you. And what a relief that is for you as the leader that, you know, I don't have to bear this burden alone. You know, I, I almost kind of hate the uh, that sentiment of, okay, well, leadership is a lonely job. Well, you know, I guess in, in certain aspects, you know, there's, there's you know, depending on your role, there's some tough decisions that only you can make. I get that. But leadership in whole should be a team sport. You know, it should be you gathering a wonderful group of people around you and gathering their collective wisdom, you know, that inherent wisdom that they have within them. Um, and guess what? When we do that as leaders, it makes people feel so much more valued, you know, that they have a voice at the table, uh, that they have a role to play. Um, you know, I'm pulling up a quote here. Um, on a presentation I gave uh, last week on uh, to a group of professionals on this idea of innovation, and I think it, it goes really well with our conversation. And this quote is one of the biggest problems among many leaders today, even the successful ones, is that they do not fully utilize their followers' intellectual capacity and creative potential. And you know, to me, that just hits the the nail on the head. You know, so like, you know, a lot of times we we hope for creative, innovative solutions. We hope for big results, but we don't engage the people that are actually doing the work and, and leaning on them to give us advice. Again, going back to that concept of transactional leadership, a lot of times, you know, if we're, if we're leading by checklist, a lot of times it's, it's authoritarian, it's, you know, a directive, you know, it's telling you what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Um, and we need to walk away from that. We have to get to this point where we're enabling our team members to utilize their strengths and capabilities, elevating them so that they can be successful for the team. And when that happens, the leader will just reap the reap the rewards of being, you know, part of a successful team.
0: And and really the one that is able to pull that team together. And one of the challenges for so many leaders is they got to be where they are oftentimes by being the smartest person. And now if you're the smartest person in the room, you are now the cap of whatever can happen in your organization. Yeah, it's
1: a good point. (laughs) Yeah, so there's automatically some inherent, uh, you know, weaknesses there. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. So you really, as a leader, your your actually one of your most important jobs is to rise everyone up.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and that you know that brings me to this idea of servant leadership. That's one of the the core. Mm Philosophies for for my business, Signet Leadership, you know, it's servant leadership, appreciative inquiry, uh, which we've talked about the latter a little bit already. But servant leadership, you know, is this idea of really truly caring for the people around you and supporting their growth. Mm-hmm. You know, as a leader, you know, we should be elevating the people around us so that they can become better. And, you know, when I was in the military, my thought, you know, was, you know, whenever I left the job, which I was in for 10 and a half years, I had nine different jobs, which is kind of crazy to think about, but you know, it was pretty standard uh, for a young officer. Um, but you know, my hope was that whenever I left that job, the job would be better than it, than it was when I came into that position. And I started to think, okay, well, it's also about the people too. You know, it's not just about the position and the paperwork, but the people and making sure that they have learned, that they have grown during that time period. So, what could I do to help them? Well, that's servant leadership. You know, I don't know if I necessarily knew that's what it was called at the time. But it was just this uh, you know natural desire to see them grow and develop because I wanted them to be more prepared to be in my position than when I was or more physician that more prepared than I was when I got into that same role, right? I wanted them to be prepared. I wanted them to have that mentorship to have that, that coaching, to get them ready for that role. And that's you know that can come through training like I, like I mentioned, mentoring, coaching. Um, you know sometimes just, just having some awareness, you know, knowing that they can um, tackle different challenges and who to talk to and where to go for resources. It's it's uh, fantastic when people know that you truly care about them and their growth.
0: Absolutely, and I I really that's such a great concept to take into a into a position. Is I'm going to do the best I can do in this position, and I want to leave everyone that works for me raised so that they could be in this position when i've worked with with for leaders or i have led where people were really engaged you can accomplish so much more mm-hmm. and it's so much easier
1: yeah it becomes a lot easier you know when you have a team around you um you know, I've been very, very fortunate, very blessed to be in in multiple organizations, both in the military and the civilian world with, you know, great people around me. Um, you know, one of the, you know, the other aspects of servant leadership is this idea of approaching your leadership style, your, your, just your general approach to people with some humility. And, you know, one of the first things I realized that I needed to tell others when I was in the military was that I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I moved jobs so many times and that's paid so much, you know, such a large dividend for me as I moved into other roles in the civilian world, you know, and now as as a business leader um, in my my own right, you know, as a coach, it was this idea of, I don't know, I don't have all the answers and that takes some humility. And when we have leaders that are willing to say that I don't know, or can you teach me? Those are powerful statements, you know, that that can really get folks around them engaged and say, okay, well, you know, Jason doesn't know the answer to this, but I've been working at this project for two and a half years, and he's the new guy. He might be my boss, but maybe I can share with him this, this or this, you know, and that's, that's powerful. And honestly, you know, that happened to me because I needed it to, you know, I couldn't survive without their help. And now I realize how powerful it really is for all leaders.
0: And for your, your team member.
1: Yeah. You know, that's the,
0: that's the amazing thing because now they really get that their value leaders that, that, and I, I have worked with some, like that want all the credit and act like they've done everything. It's like the team tends to do only what's necessary. Whereas you get a leader that is open and wants everyone to be successful. People really do more.
1: Well, it's just... It's- you know, when it comes down to it, practically speaking, it's just more enjoyable environment to be in.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, to go into work every day. And even if there's, you know, little tiffs or arguments or disagreements, you know, I mean, it's like family, right? You, right. Know, you, you get upset with one another, and then the next day, your best buds, Um, you know, and, you know, so to be in an environment where, you know, you can be yourself, where you can be open, where you can talk, Share ideas uh, to know that leadership cares about you. That they want to see you grow and develop. I mean, that is a, a wonderful environment to be in. You know, we talk about you know, I, I've I've seen this you know, especially over the past year. You know, this idea of or the uh, you know this discussion of the Great Resignation, right? All these people leaving jobs, you know, because they were just a number. You know, they were just another cog in the machine, like I mentioned earlier. But to be in an, in to be in an environment where you feel valued where your voice is heard, where you have a future because you see leadership taking an invested uh, interest in your development and growth. You know, that is empowering. That makes you want to stay. That makes you want to dig in your heels and make a difference in that organization.
0: On one hand, it's very simple to do. You know, you've given a couple real simple things people can do leaders can can do take an interest in your people get to know them Mm -hmm. ask for their support if you need a checklist put those three things on your checklist
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's the new checklist
0: you know let them you make them successful so they can make you successful
1: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, to see your team be successful, you know, and again, it it comes back to, are you a true leader or not? You know, and I I truly believe a real leader wants to see their team succeed Mm -hmm. and they realize they have enough foresight to realize that if their team succeeds, so will they. Um, And that that's a powerful position to be in, you know, to be able to let go of the, uh, you know, the the tendencies of micromanagement or to, um, you know, dictate what will happen or what won't happen. Um, But to open up the aperture and realize that there's more possibilities out there with your folks, you know, that's a powerful place to be in. And it's also, you know, it takes a leader who is willing to, to think about, you know, what do I want the future to look like? Not just what is today, but what what could be you know what is possible you know that goes back to other aspect of appreciative inquiry you know where we're focused on a positive ideal future you know where we're not trying to solve all of yesterday's problems because guess what they were problems they happened yesterday Uh, but let's focus on today and tomorrow because we can control that you know the past is gone today is today you know how can we shape the future and push the team in the right direction so that we can get to where we really want to be, you know, whether it's a, a certain financial goal or organizational uh, stance or, or, you know, mission, goal, whatever it is, you know, whatever that tomorrow looks like, you know, we can push towards that, but it's going to take a leader who's willing to stand up and list the support of their team, be relational with them. And get them invested in that vision.
0: And what do you what do you experience with some of the leaders that you work with? What what's some of their hesitancies?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I think a lot of them want to know how to better communicate and how to connect with folks. Um, you know, I have a I have a gentleman who's moving into a leadership role in the next year and he's wanting to prepare now. For that, you know, which is great. I mean, mm-hmm. and before he wasn't necessarily thinking about that. And we started coaching and, Hey, you know, I think it might be helpful if I start thinking about that now. It's like, yeah, I agree with you. That'd be a great idea. Start to do that. <laughs> Um, but, you know, we started talking through some simple steps that he could take, you know, just inviting them out for a one on one lunch, you know, connecting with them, opening up his, his office, not just saying, hey, I have an open door policy, but actually scheduling time with his folks, you know, connecting with them, getting to know them on a on a personal level, but also finding out what ideas do they have? What ideas do they have for the business? How can they impact you know, what he's doing? And so there's a lot of opportunity there. Uh, but it takes somebody stepping out on a limb to really connect with people, you know, and make it more relational. But yeah, I would that say that's probably one of the big things that I've come across as leaders, you know, in addition to them trying to find that that their own balance mm-hmm. and and well-being because they have so much that they're that they're responsible for. Um, but I would say, yeah, one of the biggest things is, you know, how do I connect and how do I relate with with folks and make it impactful
0: and and one of the things too is that this is this conversation is about supporting leaders is about giving them the space to look because most leaders get into leadership because they were great individual contributors and then they get in and they get on that path of leadership and nobody really tells them how to be a leader it's just it's if they happen to be a good leader then they get to the next level and so it's it's like i don't know what i'm doing i'm doing something right but i don't really know what i'm doing right
1: yeah and sometimes i think it's a it's a matter of okay who put in the most time and effort you know, and so you get promoted. Yeah. But you're right. You didn't necessarily have the coaching or the mentoring or the training to really prepare you uh, for that moment when you're put into that position. Um, but you know, when it comes to leadership, you know, my thought is that it it always comes down to communication and relationships. Like the two most important things. That, you know, as I've done my studying, research, and and coaching and training, it just always comes back to communication and relationships. If you can build com- if you can build relationships with people and connect with them on a personal level, you can be a horrible manager, but if you have that relationship, that's going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you can communicate with them and tell them what's going on, what's happening, what you need. And when I think of communication it also comes back to that aspect of, you know, asking good questions and actually listening, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that idea of active listening, you know, to me, that's part of communication. And so when you can tie those two things together, you've, created some really positive momentum for yourself as a leader, you know, to really go into any situation, it doesn't matter, you know, where you're going, if you can listen to people and connect and build relationships, you're going to be successful at some level. And then it's just refining those skills, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, we're not born with leadership capabilities, you know, it's something we develop. You know, it's something that you can learn. You know, it's not this great man or great woman theory. You know, it's it's actual. You know, it's the skill. It's the skill. Now, it helps. You know, if you have um, you know, personal uh, preferences, like if you're if you really don't like talking to people, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't be a CEO. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But if you can engage with people, you know that that you can get there. You can get there. I mean. You know, by nature, I'm introverted to a certain degree, but Mm -hmm. I love talking to people one on one. You throw me into a group of people, a big group of people uh, that I don't know. I'm a, uh, a a wallflower. But you put me in that same room with a group of big group of people, folks that I know. Well, I'll engage with them because I've built those relationships, you know. So it doesn't matter if you're introverted, extroverted, you know. You can get there. It's just a matter of are you willing to communicate? Are you willing to build those relationships?
0: That's so powerful. That's what le- leadership is. Leadership is leading people. You know, you can you can manage things. You can't really lead things,
1: right? And
0: yeah. the real difference between managing things. And leading people is relationships and communication.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just it always comes back to to that for me. I mean, you think about the really effective uh, leaders that we know, whether it's you know firsthand accounts in the business world, or you know for me in the military as well. Or you know, political leaders, you know, they were really effective because they could build relationships with people and they could communicate. You know, and part of that communication is like I talked about asking good questions, listening. But you know, there's also an aspect of you know, are you willing to communicate regularly, consistently? Um, And sometimes that can almost feel like repetition. You know, I talked to some different folks in the in the um, pastoral world. You know, they talk about you know their Sunday morning sermons. It's like, okay, I feel like I'm saying the same thing every Sunday. I was like, what? Well, you know, by nature, humans need to hear it every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's the same reason why we need to hear the same commercial 20 times before we go out and buy whatever that product is. Like, okay, now you've convinced me. I've heard it 20 times. Yeah. You know, but for some reason, you know, in the workplace, you know, it seems like we've we've forgotten that or we don't think that it's important. Well, I've said it once that, you know, I don't need to say it again. I'm the boss. Like, well, No you know, we're people, we forget, or we have different things going on. Um, You know, we're experiencing what you're saying in different ways. We heard it different ways. So tell me again and tell me often. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's so important.
0: That's a great reminder for, for leaders, because yes, I've heard that. I've, I've, you know, I've said it myself. I told you already, why do I have to say this again? And, (laughs) you know, Yeah. Cuz well and part of it is the, the circumstances change when you say something. You know, you're mm-hmm. saying something in a in a different circumstance so it comes across differently. Has a different meaning. Also, people are not always present when you're speaking.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I think there's this other aspect too, like we, we can, you know, you and I, Jane, we're, we're kind of laughing about this, this idea. Well, you know, we, we need to be willing to do that in the workplace Mm -hmm. too, instead of getting upset and frustrated Well, they didn't hear me, they didn't understand what I was saying and getting frustrated with it, we need to just kind of, we need to be able to shrug it off, laugh it off a little bit, be like, all right, let me tell them again, you know, let me try
0: it this way.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. We need to have a little bit more um, levity in the workplace and realize that people are people, you know, we're not perfect. You know, we need to give each other the benefit of the doubt. You know, that's that's one thing I always told my folks, you know, when I was leading teams, both in the military and the civilian world, you know, whether it was for myself or for their coworkers or for our leadership up and down the chain, whatever it happened to be. I was like, guys, you know, we need to give each other the benefit of the doubt, you know, because there's opportunity for um, mistakes. You know, mistakes happen and that's okay. but we can learn from them. And, you know, just having that that shift. And your mindset of giving people the benefit of the doubt, you know, enables you to kind of put you in their shoes and realize, OK, well, maybe they just didn't hear me correctly because I didn't say it well. Or maybe I didn't say the right words or maybe they weren't they weren't quite present. But just giving them the benefit of the doubt when we talk about communication is is so important.
0: That is that, thank you for sharing that, because that's where most of our challenges come from. Yeah. <laughs> is, is Mr. Lack of Communication. Well, Jason, our time is just about up. What? What would you like to share? What last tidbit would you like to share?
1: Oh, wow. You know, I think, um, you know, as I was thinking about this before I I came on with you today, you know, I was really thinking about what I was most passionate about. You know, I think what it really comes down to is this idea of just leaders being relational. You know, it's, it's beyond being transactional. It's beyond checklist. You know, it's about really getting to know people valuing them, giving them the benefit of the doubt, helping them, you know, helping them be successful. I think when leaders take the time to be relational and, really hear what they have to say and value that, uh, you know, they'll see a change. They'll see a change in their organization. You know, dare I say transformational change. I mean, that's what everybody, you know, that's the big buzz where everybody, everybody wants transformational change. Well, there's, there's a real possibility of that. If people are willing to be relational, communicate regularly, really get to know their folks and ask good questions and listen. And at the end of the day, care about them.
0: Very true. Caring about them. People want to be, want to know you care.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what makes my coaching session so powerful when I when I coach leaders, you know, I genuinely care about what they have to say. I'm excited for them. I'm I'm excited to see where they're going next. I'm excited when they walk away from our conversations with, you know, practical steps and you know, they're ready to go tackle the day. And, you know, that is so empowering. And you don't need me. I mean, you can do that with your own team members, you know, just to take the time to talk to them and give them that space and just get to know them and care about what they have to say. It's it's so valuable.
0: I, w- I wonder what it would be like if more leaders acted like coaches. They'd
1: have a lot more information at their fingertips. I can tell you that. <laughs>
0: Really? <laughs> so Jason, how can our listeners get connect with you?
1: Yeah, so you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, you can also reach out to me um, with my phone number is 443-618-3135. You can also contact me via email at jason at signetleadership.com. So signet, S-I-G-N-E-T, leadership.com. Um, and then you can look me up on LinkedIn. Like I said, Jason Bland. B-L-A-N-D. Uh, so, yeah, excited to just, you know, talk to anybody who's interested. You know, I always offer as a coach, as a consultant, I always offer, you know, those opportunities for us just to talk and see what those strategic goals are with no sort of commitment or anything like that. It's just the idea, you know, let's talk and figure out, one, if we're the right fit and two, what, you know, what's possible. And so I like to just think of those as conversations just to consider possibilities and opportunities. And I think that's, that's pretty powerful.
0: Mm-hmm sounds like it. Well, thank you, Jason, for being here yeah. today.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Jane, for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for joining us this week on Leadership Reimagine. I encourage you to take something that you heard today and apply it in your business. The key to progress is action and sharing. I'd love to hear what you accomplish. Email me at jlovis at and let me know. Speaking of applying it in your business, if you're struggling or looking to expand your leadership skills, let's talk. You can go to lovisconsulting.com. that's L-O-V as in Victor, A-S, Consulting.com, and schedule a quick call with me. We need powerful, strong, compassionate leaders to solve the challenges we are facing today. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and share with your friends and family. Thank you for supporting us as we cause and expand 1 million women leaders in tech by 2030. Have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you next week.